0: All right, guys, so for episode three, I'm bringing in the big guns for the Barbara and Friends style episode. <laughs> Barbara and friend. <laughs> and friend. Barbara and BFF friend. Hello. So, <laughs> so guys, I have Lauren here with me, and she is our CFO and also my best friend, co-founder of Force Best Friend. She can never leave me, so Lauren, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I'm so happy to be with you. And today we're talking all things social media. What do you think? I think I'm excited to talk about this Alright guys, so there's a little glimpse into our personalities We're going to have some fun, so listen up Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast A show for busy multifamily and real estate professionals That want to kick butt in their careers without sacrificing their lives or their sanity Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside the box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. Focus on is just building the muscle of consistently showing up so if you listen to the past episode about the four marketing mistakes um, I talked a lot about how we don't want to just do marketing for the sake of marketing so with this social media plan we really want to drive towards our marketing objectives but we know for a lot of you you're overwhelmed when it comes to social so this episode we're going to build the muscle and then in future episodes we'll strengthen that muscle by talking about how do you get content that's more engaging? Playing with the times of the day, you know, changing up your visuals—that's where you really up level.
1: Okay, so I'm excited to kind of hear what this baseline strategy is. Um, even looking at what's out there, Barb, what do you think as far as picking the right platform?
0: There's so many different ones today. Yeah, I think one of the mistakes that people make is that they are thinking, I need to be on every single platform. And so they run around and they post on Facebook, do something on Instagram, maybe dabble with LinkedIn and Pinterest, maybe even Twitter, and none of it gets the attention that it deserves. So I think the two things that I would really consider is ask yourself, where is your audience predominantly? So like, for us, with Sprout, we built our original audience on Facebook, and right. that's, that's been our foundation. Um, but then the second question is, where are you most comfortable? And as time has evolved, you, know, you and I probably spend more time on Instagram, so we've increased our presence there, but only after we've really solidified our Facebook.
1: Right, so takeaway there is start with one, get that one under control before you move on to another one. That's exactly right. All right, so bottom line, how many times do we need to be posting?
0: I think that's up to every individual. So if you're a community or you're an individual building your own brand, you have to be realistic with your bandwidth. So if you're a one-man show, you may not be able to post as often as somebody that has a dedicated person doing their social What I think is a good starting point, again, when you say like pick one platform is just pick a pick a number that you feel, hey, that's where I want to start. I want to consistently show up once a day or twice a day. And then in a little bit, we'll talk about ways that you can put that um, put something into motion that it's not like you're doing it always in the moment.
1: Right, and I like that. It's back to consistency. So we don't want to come in and post
0: a ton, 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 and then kind of fall off the face of the earth,
1: which is so easy to do. Yeah, you've seen
0: those sites where, like, you go to somebody's Facebook page and it's, like, ghost town. And you're like, okay, is this still even a business? Exactly.
1: Okay, so given that and about the posting, what about um, just social media consumption habits in
0: general? That's a good question. And I think that really ties into your strategy. First of all, just because of the way the algorithms are, there's a good chance, like I think we all think I'm going to write this beautiful (laughs) caption, of course we do, (laughs) and everyone is going to see it. And the reality is, is I think they say like Mm -hmm. only between four and 6% of your audience sees any post, which is so devastating, (laughs) exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I think first of all, know that. Be okay to repost things. Like you can have, and and again, we'll talk about tools that make that easier. The other habit is people hop around. Um, When people are looking for a break in their day, they'll log into, let's say, Facebook. Then if they have an Instagram, they'll hop over there and then over to Pinterest. Have you ever done that? Yes.
1: Yeah. So what's the key there then when posting?
0: Mm -hmm. The key is to think about posting our content, not having to do new content on every platform necessarily. Sometimes that is the case. Mm -hmm. But also thinking through like, how do you stagger content? Maybe you see something on Instagram today and you may not see that content on Facebook till you know three days later you're catching first of all people at different times different audiences and then you're just increasing the likelihood that people see that amazing post there you go (laughs) so kind
1: of moral of the story is it's a balance between the two extremes like once a picture's gone up there it's not necessarily seen a million times at the same time we want you to reuse it but don't reuse it on all platforms at the exact same time move it out exactly. exactly all right so now We at Sprout are a huge um, proponent or uh, advocators of batching things. So when it comes to our social social posting, so it doesn't sound too like rehearsed or it's still natural,
0: what's your suggestion for how to batch? I really think, and people will maybe disagree with me, but you have to be in the mood to produce content. And so... I definitely think have a consistent schedule for writing content, but I've called you many times when I'm working on something that is in a written format and been like, this is just not coming out how I want. And what do you tell me? Stop. Go do something else. (laughs) Exactly. And I know because sometimes I'll be trying to write one sentence and I... Like, it's something so small, and I'll do it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you're in a good frame of mind, you might just know that there's, like, a time during the month where maybe reporting is not as heavy or you just have some downtime and you're in that mood to write captions or write mm-hmm. videos. So I would recommend to really batch your uh, your your content then. Mm-hmm. And then, in addition to that, tools make it really easy. So, like, for us, we use SmarterQ, and... And we use that for Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. What I love is it allows you to build out your categories, kind of like your foundationals. Right. We're gonna talk about those, but then you can also repurpose that content. You can schedule when you want it to show up on what platform. And then with tail tailwind, it's great for Pinterest because it lets you loop and With Pinterest, it's a totally different type of a platform. It's more like a search engine. So you can repost stuff all the time with the likelihood that very different people are going to see it at different times. So batching plus the scheduling tools is going to really magnify that bandwidth that you have.
1: And, you know, just a few other things you've mentioned when we talked about this is like, well, I know we both have a photo share. So if we come across something or we're in the mood to take a photo but it's not the right time to post it, we keep it in there. And I think you even keep several things on your phone where you just have a great idea or a sentence that you wanna reuse and you write it in there. So it's like, don't lose those things. You'll think you remember, but you won't.
0: Yeah, I screenshot stuff all the time, or you do, and we'll share it with each other. And sometimes it's in the most unconventional places. So for our realtor friends that are listening, you might be out in the neighborhood, and you might take a picture of something, or you might hear something on a podcast that you're like, okay, that was a really good lesson. I can repurpose that for my you know, buyers or sellers. But you don't, you're don't. you not going to stop right then and there and do that. You're not going to pull over and do that. For multifamily, the same thing. You might have an awesome event or an awesome testimonial. Save those things, but have an right. easy way in place to do it. And I think like we said that the photo share, Google Drive, um, even notes in your phone. That's what I use for just like the random ideas or even taking little um, audio notes on your phone and then going back to them when you're ready to sit down and batch.
1: Yep. And then kind of one last thing here is our favorite, the Mad
0: Libs approach. So you want to explain that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So like the Mad Libs approach is something that we've built into our membership as a way to give people just kind of the starter. Like you said it earlier, you're like sometimes you sit and you look at this blank piece of paper and you're like what do I need what do I need to say? So we basically created little Mad Libs captions for different categories. You can do this as individuals. If you're a sprout member, you you know about this. You have access to it, but it's basically a caption, let's say you're talking about a neighborhood with a fill in the blank where you can fill in the blank about a specific location or amenity or floor plan or, you know, house for sale. And then you bring in a detail that is specific to you. So the writing's fun. It's already done when you're in the mood. You're just switching out the details and then the visuals to go with it.
1: Right. And that's a lot. I mean, I work so much better that way. If I have a starting point, it's so much easier for me to go from there than starting with a blank.
0: Yeah. And you know what, Lauren? Mm -hmm. Before we jump into the real specifics, I also want to say one thing. We talked about repurposing content also. So we're just trying to magnify your reach. You know, time is like a really big deal for Mm -hmm. people so we know that certain content works different and works better on different platforms and that you're going to have to see that one thing that you could do just to repurpose content is you could go back and see content that you've used in the past that's worked really well and you could swap out the visual for it so maybe you Mm -hmm. highlighted an amenity and now you know before Mm -hmm. you used just an actual floor plan The next time you could use a picture of the kitchen or another one, like, for example, just to give you an idea of how you can magnify content. Let's say you're doing a neighborhood feature. You want to talk about how great this neighborhood is in relation to the home that you're selling or leasing. On Instagram, you might have a picture of you actually in front of that coffee shop drinking a cup of coffee, or it might be a little more, like, personal where you're bringing it in. But then on Facebook, you might actually just link directly from Yelp or you might take a picture of the business from the front and then link to that business because content, again, is consumed differently. Your caption could be identical, though. Exactly. And then when you're tagging it, that's where you're getting the feedback. So Yep. Okay. So we wanted to give you basically a checklist, whether you're multifamily, senior, student, or real estate. But we're going to start with our multifamily friends on the big categories this is if you do nothing else this is your checklist and we have a checklist for you that you guys can get at the marketinghomemarketingyou.com so I'm sorry let me say that again marketinghomemarketingyou.com and you're going to look for episode number three you can get your downloadable resource this is your checklist you print it out if you're doing it weekly or monthly just print it out and then follow along and Lauren and I are going to walk you through what are the buckets that you want to make sure you just don't miss every single month right so let's get started
1: um one of the big buckets of course is outreach or getting new business
0: exactly and there's so many things that you could do under there so maybe we could just take turns going through them what do you think i think that's a great idea okay so one is highlighting a preferred employer so let's say that let's make it realistic you're trying to highlight let's say a neighborhood employer that is a big employer you might say we love the employees at insert name of the employer utsa UTSA is located two minutes away from our community and blah, 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 tie it back to how the amenities make life for the UTSA employees super easy. If you do a discount for those employers, mention it and then make sure to tag them as well.
1: Right. So also a great place to talk about location. Oh, yes, for sure. Okay. Another thing is the neighborhood feature. So you can see this a lot, like you go to a great restaurant or, you know, a lot of uh, residents visit the restaurant. Tagging them saying that we're one of your favorites that cross-promotion opportunity there. Yeah
0: And what I love about that Lauren is too It's like you're selling the neighborhood I think people get scared because they think man if I'm selling on social people are gonna stop following There's a really good way to do that So you're selling the neighborhood, but you don't have to say move to such-and-such apartments You just say we love how whatever apartment community uh, You know one of our favorite places to get mac and cheese is at such-and-such place And it, again, sells that neighborhood without it being a direct sale. Exactly, and then a little bit more of a direct sale, speaking
1: of, is if you are running a current special or you have a floor plan you're trying to lease, It is great to show that and mention that enough because people that are looking, they're going to be looking for those type of things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and a way to kind of segue from there is you can also say what that floor plan Mm -hmm. is good for. So it's like, you know, if you have a two-bedroom, two-bath, you can say, roommates love this floor plan, you know, but so do dot, dot, dot. And that way you're, again, bringing it to life on who could, you know, visualize themselves living there. And it's no different. Sometimes you want to do a floor plan. Sometimes you want to... Showcase a community amenity and tying it back again to maybe savings or convenience or time saved. Mm -hmm. So like your gym saves you from going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Coffee saves you five bucks at Starbucks in the morning. It's an outreach post, but it's super valuable.
1: Yeah, and then some more along with that is like informational posts, renting versus buying, or the cost of moving. Sometimes sharing those things can be eye-opener too.
0: Yeah, and you know what I love about that one? It's also a good one for renewals. You're kind of always having people thinking about renewals through your outreach.
1: Big one is my favorite, testimonials, because that is happy people telling about your product, there's no better way to, um, to me to
0: outreach. Exactly. And my favorite is actually the next one, which is frequently asked questions. I think that's a great way to position yourself as uh, a resource. So it can be questions that people have on getting approved for an apartment home or questions that people have on, you know, whatever with a floor plan. And I think for our kind of niche housing, like student housing and seniors, really think through the questions that the real decision maker or the influencer has. Like for student housing, what are the questions parents typically have? For the seniors, it might be their children that are actually helping them find a home. So how can you answer things in a way that puts them at ease? You can even tie it back to what Lauren said. You can do a frequently asked question and tie it into a testimonial. One you of the, go. yeah, like one of the challenges that so-and-so that we find that a lot of residents have is da, da, da. And here's how one of our residents says that that fear was alleviated. And now you've woven in a frequently asked question with a testimonial.
1: Okay, and there might be other outreach
0: opportunities,
1: but the bottom line is in this category, you want at least two to three posts per week. Perfect.
0: So the next one would be referrals, and you can get creative. Um, Things like tag a friend that, and we talked about this. It doesn't have to, again, you're just trying to get more eyeballs on your your Facebook or your Instagram. So you can invite people, tag a friend that you want to enjoy this beautiful sunset with or you want to have this glass of wine with or something like that.
1: Yeah, and then the next one is the benefits of having your bestie live nearby. (laughs) So that's always you. um, Encourage people to have their friends you know friends make the best
0: neighbors (laughs) yeah and if you want to talk about if your state allows for you to pay out referral bonuses you can directly mention that as well the alternatives that Lauren and I gave is you don't always necessarily just want to push the bonus you want to talk about what the the fun reasons are to have people that you know we building up your community with like people
1: Yep. So in the referral section, we
0: say one to two weekly. Now, if you do a little campaign like the
1: tag a friend uh, one that we had in the membership that was fun was the uh, emoticons. Yeah. That reminds you, and those you might do a little series of, but just in general one to two. And for those that don't know what an
0: emoticon is, it's an emoji. Oh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, it could be like tag your friend that you know doesn't know what an emoji is. That would be neat. <laughs> One okay, so what's next? Retention and engagement posts. So, I think these are great for building like community all the while. So, you can do that by introducing different team members. People feel more comfortable about living in a community where they know who's behind it. So, don't forget your maintenance people. And if you can't do this with, like, let's say, for example, um, specific residents, I'm, I'm talking more team you could though welcome new like pets that are coming into the community sometimes people don't mind letting their pets be spotlighted yes I think
1: those are some of my favorites um bringing up renewals talking about you know time time to renew that basic stuff like
0: that and, yeah and I think with renewals too you can even do um, Like, again, those posts that we talked about in outreach, why you want to renew. So renewals are easier than moving, right? It's Mm -hmm. cheaper. There's no emotional stress of having to make new friends. I mean, I think stats show that moving is one of the most stressful things in life. So those are the kind of posts that they're almost subliminal, but they push renewals. Exactly.
1: And then, of course, our events and reminders leading to the event. So you might have more posts in this section if you are hosting an event. Because it's so important to post prior, right before, and then a thank you after is always great.
0: Yeah, and if you want to even do during, that's awesome as well. And then the last one in this section that are kind of like your musts is your notices. So just friendly rent is due reminders. Um, Even things like if there's an area of concern, like maybe you've seen that pet pickup has been an issue at your community. There's fun ways to do that, but sometimes people just need to see those reminders regularly. So what did we come up with?
1: So there are big categories there, were outreach, referrals, retention and engagement. At a
0: very minimum, you'd be posting
1: five times a week.
0: So there you go, one per every workday. And I think that if you got it really organized, you could do quite a few more than that, but making sure these buckets are, like you're hitting the big buckets. Are covered, that's right. Okay, so let's jump to our realtors. Okay. Sounds good. So for our realtors we're talking about predominantly almost everything is going to fall in this new business showing your expertise and I think one of the easiest ways that realtors can do this is by really sharing their success stories. So other people want to see that they can trust you with their business. Buying a home is a big commitment as is selling a home. So success stories and maybe helping somebody get, you know, um, financing. Success stories and helping find somebody that found their home and even a month later still love that home. So to me, it's not just like that initial. So
1: that couple, it goes right into testimonials. And like, I love that point to go back to people you have worked with even a year, two years later, check in on them and then use those stories.
0: That one's really good, Lauren, too, because I think we try to make testimonials always perfect. But I think you can even say... The testimonial can speak to a challenge that maybe happened, but how you help them overcome that challenge. To me, that's almost more powerful than everything was rosy. Absolutely. It's realistic. Exactly. It makes total sense. (laughs) And then things like company milestones, awards, and any certifications you or your company, your brokerage might have, it shows your expertise. One thing I want to mention, you might be thinking, well, I don't get awards every month. This is one of those things where people don't see those posts all the time. So you can regularly show something that happened within the last six months or a year if your company was recognized or you were recognized. It's just building that feeling of security.
1: Right, and with certifications, definitely you're going to want to regularly put that out there. Um, Neighborhood features, much like we talked about on the multifamily side, but it's like two to three a week for sure. And this is just you being out and about in the neighborhood that you're focusing
0: on. Love that one. And then referral reminders. We know for you realtors, referrals are a huge source of business, but asking for them regularly. And to me, that's where you can partner them again. So you have a great testimonial. Couple that in with saying, if you know anyone else that would love to have this type of an experience when buying or selling a home, have them contact me. I'd love to help. It now gives this feeling of safety, security, and there's social proof behind it. So you can get cr- creative with how you ask for referrals to where it doesn't feel like you're constantly badgering for a referral. And then this one, partnership
1: highlights. Uh, Barb, you can speak more to this, but just kind of making yourself um, the, center, the center of helping people in all the parts of buying a home or selling a
0: home. Yeah, we talked about this one yesterday. So buying a home has a lot of components, like depending on where the home is or selling a home. There might be repairs that need to be made or staging or just how it's going to be photographed. If you regularly highlight the partners that you work with, maybe it's somebody that does AC. I know I have a friend that he he partners with a realtor and he's her go-to for AC repair. Um, Lauren even mentioned like a great photographer when you mm-hmm. regularly showcase your network, it's building again, your credibility and saying, hey, when you partner with me, we're gonna have a plan for this, the whole process start to finish. Right, so much less overwhelming for the prospect. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then, uh, like, I kind of back to our frequently asked questions, commonly asked questions, there's so many in the real estate world, so this we put at least once or twice a
0: week, putting some of those out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can do that in different ways. You can do that, um, Remember, everybody's at different stages of where they're at. So if you're thinking about selling your home in the next X, you know, months or years, here are a few things to consider. If you've recently da-da-da mm-hmm. or questions sometimes people ask when it comes to getting pre-approved or all those kind of things, they, to me, that's a place like just write down the questions that you've had with your last few clients, little obstacles that have come up quick little posts about that. And those become evergreen because you can use them over and over again. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the rest
1: here, this is a little different, but it's like engagement goals that you would have in other forms of social, social
0: media. Yeah, it's definitely different for this than maybe multifamily, but specifically you're building your network. So a couple that I want to just mention is jumping in and daily engaging in Facebook groups. Um, For your city for you know networks that you're a part of that's a really great place not to directly sell but to just again build the no like trust factor and the same thing linkedin is really becoming a platform where i see a lot of opportunity for realtors and brokers so even posting native articles to linkedin try starting with one a week It can be something that is talking about a neighborhood feature, again, positioning yourself as a neighborhood expert, or it can be one of your frequently asked question posts that you elaborate a little bit more on. And in episodes to come, I'll talk about how you can take one or two pieces of content and make it into multiple, but this is an example of one. You might do a video answering your frequently asked questions you might then upload it to rev.com get it transcribed give it a double check and then upload it as a linkedin article and right there that one piece of content now is used in multiple platforms i love that
1: talk about organized and repurposing um something else of course you won't want to neglect posting about are your events not just the ones that you're hosting but also places or events you'll be attending letting um,
0: your audience know Exactly. And then the next big section. So we talked about generating leads, showing your expertise is to showcase your personality. Now, in multifamily, it's a little different because we know that, yes, we're a huge part of our communities, but we, you know, that changes and we move to different communities. So collectively, our team is a big part of it and we need to showcase that. But as a realtor, you are your brand. Yes, you might be under the umbrella of a larger brokerage. But people have to feel good about working with you,
1: don't you think? Absolutely. So making, I mean, you are what it is. So introducing yourself and doing, talking about your favorite things, where you like
0: to go. There's, you know, people will find many things to talk about. <laughs> exactly. So I think just committing that you want to introduce yourself, like Lauren said, you can do that in different ways, like sharing different facets of your personality, a behind the scenes of what a typical work day looks like for you. Um, and then you decide what you are comfortable sharing personally. And there's really no right or wrong answer here. You may not want to showcase your family. You might. I mean, that's 100% up to you. But what I would say is when it comes to your personality, don't try to fake who you are on social. Literally, if you're quirky, show that if you're, you know, buttoned up, but super professional and that's just your MO show that there will be you'll resonate with the right uh, person. And honestly, that's who you want to attract. Right. People that want to work with you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So don't forget to get this worksheet, guys. Again, we have this set for multifamily and for realtors at marketinghomemarketingyou.com. How cool would it be if there was a store where you could find tons of resources for marketing and retention for your multifamily community or your real estate business? Guess what? There is. Today, our episode is sponsored by the Sprout Marketing Shop. Check it out at shopmarketinghome.com. That's shopmarketinghome.com. All right, so to recap, pick the platform that makes sense for you and don't think you have to do them all. That's right, and then be
1: realistic about your bandwidth, pick how many times you want to post per week and try to do
0: that consistently. Perfect, and then remember that the social habits are, most people are not gonna see every single post, so be okay to repost, and also think about how they use the platforms. They're swapping between one to another, so don't have exactly the same content posted at the exact same time.
1: That goes right into my favorite part, batch your post and bank them store them and to be sure to um, find a scheduling tool that works for you that makes the repurposing the batching all so much easier we mentioned smarter queue and tailwind for pinterest
0: yes and then be okay to repurpose the visuals so if you have content from another caption, or from a blog even, or an email you send out. You can use that caption and put different visuals to make sense for the platform. So just think about IG. Literally, it's like this beautiful storyboard. You go to look at beautiful things. Facebook might be a little bit different. You're consuming information. Instagram search engine, but also highly visual. So just think through that, and then you can repurpose that content as well and make it go further. So with all
1: this great content you have now, you must organize, organize, organize. So we say using a photo, a photo share, Google Drive, and then keep track of all the um, captions and keep them as Mad Libs. That way you can substitute. Exactly.
0: And then one thing we didn't talk about is, remember, you don't own your followers on social media. So yes, you want to spend time and build a network there. It is a vehicle for you to reach your audience, but it is not the hub of where you want to have all of your business. Make sure that you have a clear call to action on what you want people to do after your post. Where is this traffic supposed to go? Really take advantage of your bio and the links in the bio. We use a little tool called Tap Bio. It's just a plugin that you add to Instagram and it allows you to put more links when somebody wants to search for you. We love it so far, but again, test and play. You might also want to drag direct people directly to your website where you might have an opt-in you might want them to directly call you or even to DM you. So just keep that in mind. You want to make sure that all this effort doesn't end up in the trash if Instagram or Facebook changes their mind about how they show content.
1: So that kind of just goes to the whole overall theme of the podcast today that's being consistent. And also having a simple social that drives to a goal. In that case, I mean, in all of our cases, it is collecting leads. We love the, like, simple little, it's like a step-up strategy. Start here. Exactly. And with that in mind, in future podcasts, we will talk about how to up-level your socials. So I liked the, the funny part. So we'll talk about getting some fun in there creative holidays, inspirational quotes, and just ways to engage your audience in a
0: lighthearted manner. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Lauren sends me so many ridiculous, like, <laughs> memes and videos, and then half of them I don't watch and she forces me and to. And then I'm way. like, did you watch it? Okay, well, we're going to sit here and watch it together and you're going to laugh about it. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> okay, so then with that in mind, we'll talk, too, about how you can use Instagram stories and live videos. Mm-hmm. But for now, download your worksheet and start with your minimal viable dose. Social doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. So start where you're at. If you realize that you've overcomplicated, this is your year to simplify. Pick one platform and we want to touch base a little bit later. Let us know how this episode helped you in making your social media, media strategy a little more simple. Okay, before you guys go, I want to tell you don't forget to download your free worksheet, your social made simple checklist. You can go to Marketing Home, Marketing You and find episode three for the show notes and the downloadable resources. Now, if you want a little bit more and you want some already done for you social captions and um, stock photos, you can go to shopmarketinghome.com or if you're already a sprout member on the multi-family side that's already inside your membership so multiple places that you can go to check it out and don't leave home empty-handed